Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. So how many have ever asked yourself this question, if only I had more time? Anyone ever said that? If only I had more time. What I'd love you to do is get your phone out. We are going to go to Slido again. Do you remember this? If you were here last week. Oh, some of you are excited about that. So if you get your phone, if you've got a smartphone, basically, if I had more time, I would choose. And you have to choose one. Me time. Hate that expression. Family time, friend time, travel time, or DIY time. So what you do is you scan this code. Okay, so you get your camera. You scan that code. It gives you a little orange box. Hit that box and it will take you there. If you can't do that, Go on a browser, slido.com, put hashtag 3484830. I'm really sorry, those of you in Clibbury, this only works live, okay? You experienced this last week, I'm so sorry. We haven't got the technology to make it work for you. Or if you're watching this on demand, it won't work on demand. But if you're live in the room or online, this will work. So we've already got 31, 37 people connecting, which is good. Oh, at the moment, it's family time, travel time. Me time, not much DIY time, come on, come on, I'd be there, definitely, no I wouldn't, I really wouldn't. So if I had more time, this is what I would do with it, so let's wait a little bit longer, okay, family time. See, I thought if I put something spiritual in here, you'll all think, oh yeah, I'm going to put spiritual. So I thought, let's take that one away just for a bit, because we will get to that, of course. So what we got, we've got 113 taking part, that's so, so good. I don't know what you would do if you had more time, maybe for the kids, maybe family, maybe fishing, Maybe, maybe travel, maybe, maybe trying something new, I don't know. But what we've got in the room today, definitely on the bottom is DIY time. So 4% of you, which is about, oh, I can't do the maths on that. <laughs> it's just a small amount of you. Friend, and oh, we don't think much of our friends here, do we? Me time, travel time. The winner by far is family time. What I didn't put on there is about TV. And I've done a little bit of research recently, which has frightened me a little bit. And, and you'll know why later on in the talk. The average person, when I say TV, I don't just mean the box in the corner. I mean watching stuff on your tablet, on computer, all of that, you know, streaming and all of that stuff. Basically, we spend on average in our lifetime just under 80,000 hours of our life, which equates to 10 years no, it's not even 80,000, it's more than that. 70, it equates literally to 10 years of our life we spend on TV. And here's the reality, when we binge watch, okay, binge watch box sets, which I do, and I'll come on to that later, what happens is that we binge watch because it releases something called dopamine in our system, which is a little bit like a hit, it's a little bit like a drug, it's like when you take drugs. It releases something that gives us a temporary high. But if we're honest, how many of us have watched our whole set, box set, and at the end of it, we feel so much more energised, so much more ready for life, so much more optimistic? We don't. It gives us a temporary hit, but it doesn't give us what we really, really want and here's the other thing, when it comes to life, how many of you have said this or heard this? When you, when you say or you hear or someone says to you, how are you? How many of us respond by saying, busy or tired, right? I've got a challenge for you in 2024. Here we go, ready, lean in. If you hear nothing else, this year, let's none of us say to anybody, I am too busy. Because here is my assertion. You and I have time for what we choose to have time for. I'm gonna just say this message 
the, the person that's squirming the most over this message is me today, all right? Because this message is absolutely me. You and I have time for what we choose to have time for. The choice we have before us is always, and here's our title, to choose important over the urgent. Important over the urgent. In our series, we've looked at week one, discipline over regret. Choose what we want most over what we want now. Then we looked at purpose over popularity. You can't please everyone, but you can please God. Last week, we looked at surrender over control. Is this mine to surrender or is this mine to take control over? And we looked at that. But this one, important over urgent, is so, so important. Dwight Eisenhower, one of the presidents of the United States, he, he had some great thoughts on this. He said this, I have two kinds of problems, the urgent and the important. The urgent are not important and the important are never urgent. Isn't that right? And so what Eisenhower did is he developed uh, what, we, what we call the Eisenhower decision matrix, all right? So if you don't have faith, this stuff is really relevant to you. If you do have faith, it's really relevant to you as well. So all of you can lean in. Because basically, he put things in these four boxes. The urgent and the important, whatever it is in your life, do and do it now. Whatever's important and urgent, do and do it now. Whatever's important but not urgent, decide you're going to do it. Schedule a time to do it. And my to-do lists, um, not that I'm brilliant at all of this, I have what I have to do, but I also have a list that says important and I might not be getting to it, but I'm scheduling time to get to it because it's important. It might not be urgent, but it's so, so important. The urgent and not, uh, the, the, the not urgent and not, uh, the urgent and not important, delegate. Who can do it for you? And I realise not everyone can do that. And then the stuff in the not urgent and not important, delete it, eliminate it. You see, here's the reality, and he goes on to say this. Uh, and he's, uh, let me give you some examples first before I do that. What about business? Maybe some of you are in business. It's when, when you've got angry customers, all right, that's urgent, all right? What's important is you figuring out some systems in the business so you don't have so many angry customers, right? That's important. If you always respond to the urgent, you will never get to the important. What about health? When you're sick physically, it's urgent and you need to get some help. What's important for your health is to take care of yourself and do all you can to keep yourself as healthy as possible because then maybe you won't get so sick as you would do if you hadn't done what's important. Think about church. How urgent is it, okay, and how important is it that we care for people? It's really urgent to care for people, but the reality is what's important is to develop some systems and approaches so that as we grow, we can care for more and more people. And I want to speak into this a little bit at the next midweek, which is a week on Tuesday, because we're a church of around about 900 to 1,000 people now. And in many senses, we're operating in some ways like we did when we were five or 600. And the reality is we can't do that. And even over Christmas, the amount of people that had needs that were, and they were coming and it was urgent and it was urgent and it was urgent and it is important. But when it's only urgent, we don't have time to figure out how we can care for more and more people. You see, here's the reality. If you choose, if you choose the important over the urgent, you won't have to face so many things that are urgent. If we can choose the important over the urgent, maybe we won't have to face so many things that we say are urgent. And this could be the difference between ending up where you want to be in life and where you don't want to be in life. I had permission from my wife to tell this story. I've told it before anyway. Um, but many years ago, um, my wife was in South Africa. It was another female friend of hers, another leader in the church. And at the end of their trip, they were in a mission project. Um, it was a five-hour trip to the airport. 
And um, they got in the car and they were given the instructions. It's a re- I've done that trip many times. It's a really easy road. And, and you just go down to this junction, turn left. Five hours later, you're in Joburg Airport. They're driving down the road, talking, talking, talking. Get to the junction, kept driving. Missed the turn, the only one turn. And then the, a few hours later, they end up on a sign that says, you are now about to enter Swaziland. They're now about to enter a different country in a completely different direction. And they were hours away from the airport. And there's a whole big story, but eventually they got there. Now, why does that happen? And can I just say, I've done way, way, way worse things than this in life. Because what happens is that something that is immediate distracts us and we miss the important turn. We miss the important decision and we end up where we never want to end up. And that's true in a life. It's true in a marriage It's true in a business, it's true in our faith, it's true in a church that we miss the important because we're distracted by the immediate and by the urgent and we end up where we don't want to end up. So I want to take you into the Bible, to Luke chapter 10. And before we look at it on the screen, we're not going to look at it for a moment, if we just go back, I want to just set it up for us. This is one of my favourite and it's one of the most well-known stories Um, But I want to give it a little bit of context. And I also want to say some things about it. Some of the things I think about this story are controversial, okay? Not everybody thinks what I think about this. But I want to throw it out there because I think it's valid. Because this story is about two sisters called Martha and Mary. But to sit it in the context, in Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10 begins when Jesus sends out the 72. And he's sending these people out to be active and to go do stuff and to talk about Jesus and to, and to, and to, and to heal people and, to, and, to get, and they're going to be busy and they're going to be doing stuff that's important. And then he tells the parable of the Good Samaritan, which is a challenge to you and I to live lives for other people, to be selfless, to put others before ourselves. And then he gets to the Martha and Mary story. So it's in the context of a lot of activity, a lot of call on us, to be not ourselves focused, to be focused on others and focused on God. So let's go to the story. It says this, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened a home to him. Now, Martha, Mary and their brother Lazarus opened their home to Jesus many, many times. This was the safe place for Jesus. So he had his disciples, but he had a safe place. And it's so good, isn't it, when we open our homes to others that there's a place of refuge and safety for them. And that's what Jesus had. And then next verse, she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Now, Martha, no, no, sorry, stay there. Martha felt the pressure to respond to the urgent and the immediate. Mary understood what was important. So Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus in this moment. Let's see what happens. But Martha was distracted, that's a key word, by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Hold that slide for a minute. How many have ever felt like that? Right? You can just imagine it, can't you? She's in the kitchen stacking the dishwasher. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. She's got the music on in the background. There's that, that keyboard player with the pad in the background. It's all beautiful. And she's the one stuck in the dishwasher, only she's doing it really loud now. You've done that? You know, banging the stuff in because you're trying to make a point. She's getting more and more frustrated because she's the one working and Mary's the one sat at the feet of Jesus. And this goes to the heart of our misunderstanding with this story. Because Jesus commends one, 
over the other in this moment. We think Jesus is commending a personality type over another. So in other words, there's two basic personality types. This is old theory in the world, type A and type B. All right, Type A is your uh, kind of go-getting type person. They're very active. They're, very, they're a little bit kind of bossy at times, a little bit, you know, we make lists. I say we, you know which one I am. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Gave it you. Uh, we make lists. We want to do stuff. We don't like to sit still. We're type A actives. We want to get stuff done. We want to tick off on lists. We want to, you know, um, achieve tasks. Type B are contemplatives. We're relaxed. We're chilled. We listen to Bob Marley music. You know, we're, we're that kind of stuff. So basically, in the world, we think that's what Jesus is saying, that there's Martha, who's type A, and there's Mary, who's type B. And we think Jesus is saying, be like Mary. That's the best thing to do. Take your phone out again. Let's go. Let's see what we've got in the room. Let's see what we've got online. You could be really, really honest. Are you? <laughs> 100% is two people. Are we more type A? Or are we more type B? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay, it's coming in. Oh, it's interesting spread. Are we more Martha or are we more Mary? Are we the one likely to be in, in the kitchen stacking the dishwasher? Or are we the one going to be sat at the feet of Jesus in this moment? That's really interesting as a church, isn't it? 94. Ooh, some... And we'd love you to do this online as well. Hey, we'd love you to do that and see what we've got online. Okay, interesting, interesting. I love the little buzz in the room as well. Oh, okay, we're going to make a little late, late spurge for the type Bs. <laughs> Give it a couple more seconds. Interesting, okay. Kind of like 60, 40, 61, 39, that's really interesting. Jesus, could Jesus be saying that actually if you're type B, that you're better than type A? Well, if you believe that, you'd have to disregard much of the rest of the Bible. Because Jesus in other bits actually says things like, take up your cross and follow me. You put your hand to the plough and you don't look back. You wash other people's feet rather than your own. And the Apostle Paul says, I train like an athlete. I beat this body into submission. I keep on, I press on, I take hold of that. All of that is that more type A language. So Jesus is not in this moment saying, you are better if you live your life like that. What Jesus is getting at is the important over the urgent. He's getting at choosing in a moment what is the right thing to do in that moment. Let me explain that a little bit more. You see, what's key here is the word Jesus uses and it's the word distracted, which literally means to be drawn or pulled away. To be drawn or pulled away. At that moment when Alison and, and her friend are at that crossroads, they're distracted by talking to each other and then they end up in the wrong direction. I've done this many, many times over things way more important than getting to an airport. And you have as well. And to be distracted is to be pulled away, drawn away from something that is important. There are always loads of things going on, isn't there? There's always the urgent. There's always the immediate. The key to life is to choose what's the most important thing in that moment, then do it. And here's my theory, okay? I believe that anything can distract you, including sitting at the feet of Jesus. Because in that instance, it was the right thing to do. But in another instance, it might have been the wrong thing to do. When there's work to be done, that was important. 
You know, in other moments, it may be that Jesus says, hey, you've sat at my feet long enough. Now we need to get on and do something here because that's the most important thing in that moment. See, here's my theory. Sometimes the important thing is to say no. Sometimes what's most important is to say yes. Sometimes what's most important is to take a break. Sometimes what's most important is to get your head down and get it done. Sometimes what's most important is to walk away. Sometimes the important is to stand and fight. Sometimes what's important is to ask for help. Sometimes what's important is to do it yourself. Sometimes what's important is to speak up. Sometimes what's important is to shut up. Sometimes what's important is to hold on. Sometimes what's important is to let go. So how do we live like that? Well, here's where faith comes in. The more connected we are to God, the more we are in tune to what's really important in life. You see, distracted soon turns into another word and it's this word, disconnected. When we're distracted from what's important, we soon get disconnected from the one who is the most important. And what Jesus is saying is, listen, Martha, in this moment, what's most important is that you sit at the feet of me. What's most important is that you leave the stuff, you leave the work and you take time out with me. In another moment, what's most important is go stack the dishwasher, go sort out the stuff. But in this moment, what is most important is that you choose me over what you are doing. And if you're a follower of Jesus, let me ask you this question. Could it be, could it be that we're so busy for the, for the kingdom that we miss the king of the kingdom? Could it be so that we're so busy doing stuff at times that we miss the one that we are said that we are doing it for and with? Could it be that? Hmm. Go back to the story. Finishes like this. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed in this instance, only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Listen to it from the Passion Translation. Mary has discovered the one thing most important. So there's important in life and there's the most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. So question, what's the most important thing you've been distracted from pursuing? And I want to open this up to those of you who don't have faith as well. Maybe you don't believe the faith God thing, but you know there's something in your life that is most important that you've been distracted from pursuing. What is that one thing? Maybe for all of us, maybe for some of us, it is our relationship with Jesus. Maybe, and we'll come on to that, maybe it is our, our commitment to church and to community and to friendship. Maybe for some of you, it's your health, your physical health, your financial health, your mental health, your emotional health. Maybe for some of you, it's your family, it's your friends. Maybe for some of you, it's, I don't know what it is, but what is it that's most important to you or one of the most important things and you've been distracted from pursuing that. And when you get distracted too long, it won't be long before you get disconnected from who and from what is really important. So how do we choose the important over the urgent? And I've just got one point to say, basically, it's this. Put the big rocks in first. Put the big rocks in first. And some of you will have know this story and this illustration. I'm going to try. I've never done this before. I'm going to try and explain it to you today. And I'm not going to use the word rocks. I'm, well, I'm using golf balls, but put the big... Yeah, you know where we're going with that one, so that's not going to work. But anyway, I'll leave that. So imagine that that represents your life, okay? You and I have lots of things to put into a life, okay? We have sand that represents the small things. 
We have marbles that represents the bigger things, but they're not the most important things. Then we have some golf balls that absolutely represent the most important things in our life. You determine what those things are. Here's what most of us do. What most of us do is we start with the little stuff. We start with all the stuff. And I have to say, binge watching TV is definitely sand. It definitely is. Even watching Liverpool Football Club is definitely in the sand, okay? Some of you Albion and Baggies fans, are your Baggies and your Wolves fans, all right? It's sand as well, okay? You have to be, it's, Villa fans are up this end, but it, that's a different thing. So we start with all of that and then we put that in our life, okay? And there's our life. That's what we do. Then, we, then next to that, we do the medium-sized stuff, which is kind of important. You know, we've got to go to work, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. And then we, fill, we put all those in our life and then we try and fill it up. And then we get to the most important things and we leave that to last. And so we put them in and we put them in and we try to put them in and eventually we realise that they don't fit. Because we didn't start with the big rocks first. We didn't start with the most important things. What we started with was what was least important. But how about if we do it another way? Exactly the same jar, okay, representing our life and exactly the same three elements but how about if we start in a different direction? How about if we start by putting the big things in our life? So for me, my relationship with Jesus, our family, our health, do you know what I mean? All these kind of big things and we start with those. Then we've got a whole load of other things which are important as well and we're going to kind of build these into our life and add them into our life. <laughs> I didn't realise it would be that, quite that loud. And then finally, there's all the other stuff and we've got to do all that. That's all part of this rich tapestry, the thing that we call life. And we've got to do that as well. But here's the amazing thing. When we start with the big rocks in first and then we go to the marbles, the kind of medium-sized things, and then we add all the rest, guess what? It all fits. It does, Paul. You're absolutely right. My question to you is which kind of life do you want to live? Which kind of life do you want to live? Do you want to get back at the end of your life to get to a point where you think, do you know what? I fit it, I fill my life with so much stuff that the big things in my life, they never, ever fitted. Or do you want to be someone that says, you know what? I'm going to start with the big things first. I'm going to prioritise what's important over what's urgent and over what's immediate and over the stuff that's actually not that important anyway. I want to be really honest and vulnerable, okay? I realised something over Christmas. I, I looked at, I, I, one of the things that's a big rock for me is reading. Uh, reading is a big rock for me because it energises me, it gives life to me, it helps my relationship with Jesus, it helps me as a leader. I read, I read between 30 and 40 books a year, okay? Last year and the year before, my reading was going down and down and down. And so last year, I read half the amount of books that I read four years ago. And I realised why because I was watching way, way more box sets. And nothing wrong with that, and I still will do. But I realised in my own life, I had allowed myself to be distracted from something that is most important to me. That that time, because you and I have time for what we choose to have time for. All of us. I do, you do, everyone does. It's a myth, a lie, a fairy tale, whatever you want to call it. When we say, I don't have enough time. We have time for what we prioritise, we have time for. I realised that I was prioritising something over something that was actually important and I'm making adjustments for that. But I want to encourage you and as we come into land, I want to challenge really all of you and for those of you that don't have faith, maybe you'll check out a little bit right now. Those of you that do, this is so, so important. I want to ask you a question. What's the biggest rock of all? 
What's the biggest thing that we put in our life? It's got to be our relationship with God, hasn't it? That's, that's the whole thing, isn't it? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Then love your neighbour as yourself. That's what God says. And what Jesus is saying to Martha, to Martha, it's really important. You know, these things, that's great. But Mary's choosing in this moment. What's, she's prioritising her relationship with me. And ultimately, that's the most important thing in life. So how's that going for you this year? How's that going? How are you actively pursuing your relationship with him? Or is that something that we leave to the end of the journey and then add in when everything else is done? Or is that something we start with first? One of the things I do, and, and again, I'm, I'm struggling with this like everybody, is make sure that the first thing in the day is my time with Jesus. So for me, I use the phone, I use the, the, the YouVersion Bible app. Can I just say, there is a version. Uh, I've just finished this one called I Choose. It's based on this series because this is a series we've picked up from Life Church. Some great stuff in it. I've just finished it actually yesterday. I would, choose, I would encourage you to do that. You see, when you do that, what you do is that you don't end up, like so many do, trying to squeeze it into a life where there's no space. But what you do is you start with that and then everything else flows out of that. There's a legend of Martin Luther, the famous reformer, that once said, I'm so, he used to pray for an hour a day. And he says, I'm, I'm so busy at this point in my life, I need to pray for three hours. That's somebody who's putting the big rocks in first, not trying to add them in at the very end. A few other things that I want to say as we wrap up and as we dive into finish. Let, let me give you three other quick fire things. Choose people over perfection. It doesn't matter that your house is all perfect. The people you're inviting round are the most important thing. Secondly, choose relationships over image. You know, social media and all that. Let's have real relationships over image. And then thirdly, and can I just say this, and I'll speak into this a little bit more uh, uh, midweek. Choose contribution over commentary. It's really easy to be a commentator on what should be. But the important is to get stuck in to who God is and what God wants to do in our one and only life. I don't know about you and where you're at right now, what's important and what's urgent. I don't know how many of you have had any time or space or chosen to have any time or space, let me put it that way, to actually just spend some time at the feet of Jesus. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of time on a Sunday morning because of all the things that are going on and kids' work and youth and stuff. That's why midweek's so important. And midweek, we will be creating a little bit more time where together we can spend that time with Jesus. But we can't rely on gathered church for our relationship with Jesus. We were never meant to. Actually, we need to spend time with Him on our own and to choose to prioritise that time where nothing else but Him is important. We want to give you a bit of time in this place just to be and just to receive from Him. So I'm going to pray right now. And then I've asked Abby and the team if they'll sing a song over you today, okay? So for you to sit there and to be at Clibbery and sit and online and just sit wherever you are watching online in your lounge or wherever you are and literally just to receive something from Him today and to, and to ask God, God, I don't want to get distracted in this moment. Help me not to get drawn away or pulled away. I'm not going to think about, you know, whether the chicken's in the oven or whether wolves are going to be Albion or, or what's going on at work tomorrow. I'm not going to be distracted or drawn away. I'm just going to sit at your feet because nothing else other than you in this moment is what is important. So let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your presence, Lord, in our lives. Jesus, I thank You for how practical and how real Your Word is, Your Bible. 
These stories, God, are so relevant, so up to date. Who'd have thought that a story 2,000 years ago would be so relevant in our modern crazy culture? And yet it is. God, I pray that you would teach every one of us what it is to choose the important over the urgent. And Lord, more than anything, that we would choose, choose to prioritise our relationship with you. Because Lord, when we choose that, as Jesus says, that is what is better. Help us, I pray, nothing else other than your presence should be the most important thing in our life. So God, help us choose well, I pray in Jesus' Name. Amen.